providing real solutions for real industry challenges. Welcome to FNF Unplugged, the talk of the title industry. Well, thanks everyone for joining us uh, here today on another episode of uh, FNF Unplugged. Really happy to have with us today, Tony Carroll. I've known Tony for some time. Our conversation today is uh, sort of a follow-up from uh, a panel that Tony did uh, at Ulta One last week. We're recording this on October 20 uh, with Andrea Summers uh, from uh, Florida Agency Network about RON, Remote Online Notary. And there's been so much conversation about it. But before that, Tony, let me first of all greet you and thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Chuck. Appreciate you having me here today. By way of background, and, and we ask this of all of our guests, um, so, you know, how did you get into the title industry? Because it's rare when someone tells their first grade teacher that was their plan. So, uh, and you've done so many things in the industry on the tech side and operational and so forth. Uh, how did you get in it and uh, how did you get to where you are? <laughs> You know, you're right. Nobody really plans. I'm going to go in the title insurance world. You kind of fall into it and it's a, it's a cult. Once you get in, you don't get out. And I wound up in the business in high school. I had a friend and her father owned a title company and she would go home and say, I type really fast. So um, <laughs> said I needed to talk to him. And I, I started out there and uh, worked for his company for some time, learned the industry, type commitments, policies, that was on a typewriter, memory typewriter at the time. <laughs> and from there kind of moved into, I had a company come into one of my offices to install some software and modernize us, which was basically DOS-based that then went to Windows. Spent about 20 years there. And, and then from there moved on to do some uh, agency wrap and a little bit of e-recording, title services, sales. And then my last position was at Notarize, you know, and just very passionate about driving our industry into what's next. And I think that's how I started all to one, right? Was um, let's drive this Ron movement because we need to modernize our, our, our processes. Absolutely. And again, that's why I think it's so important. Uh, and I think the timing is so important. And, you know, when you mentioned memory typewriters, yeah, that was like, you know, like space age technology at the, when that came through. And we've moved so far beyond that. But but yeah, listening to you and Andrea last week, because there have been so much discussion around Ron about its use, its, its non-use, so to speak, uh, that uh, it hasn't uh, sort of captured the imagination the way many people thought it would. Um, and we had certainly when COVID hit, uh, we a lot of thoughts that Ron was going to sort of be the way of things happening. And usage of Ron has, and I've heard this from many people, sort of plateaued recently. But I'm going to ask you before I offer my opinion, but you know, why is this the time, perhaps now more than any other, even when COVID hit, the title agents really need to get their arms around Ron and market their capabilities as to it? Yeah, I totally agree. COVID definitely accelerated it. Um, we went from 10 states back in 2021 to 42 states with Delaware being the most recent and, and that was quickly followed by CC. And you know, we need to differentiate ourselves in this market. We're seeing the transactions shrinking and what can we do as a company or as an agent to be able to streamline that? There's a lot of blame game going on. We're hearing that the lenders are not ready for Ron, uh, which is true in most cases. 
but it's something as an industry that we can help drive forward by having conversations with those lenders, seeing where they are in that that journey and whether they start with a hybrid version, you know, meaning, you know, if it's not a full run where they've got an e-vault, they can just do a hybrid where they can paper out that note and drive it in, in just some capacity. We're hearing that the lenders are saying the title companies aren't ready. So why not start with seller transactions? And that would be the easiest thing for the states that, you know, the title companies prepare those documents. Just, you know, this is what the norm is going to be. We're going to sign your, your documents digitally and, and start that conversation back out in the beginning of the transaction when you're sending out those intro letters. It'll allow a title agent to be scalable. You know, if they want to get into other areas of their primary state or even expand into other states, they can do those closings digitally. Notarize completed a study recently that showed title agents can save 100 minutes and $100 per transaction. When you take a look at that savings and just overnight mail, the paper costs, the improved quality of a transaction, to me, it's a win-win all around. And in addition, you know, you're not sitting in traffic, paying those high gas prices. We talked about paper, you're going to save those trees. So you're also, you know, in a sense, you're helping the environment. And, you know, we'll talk about this too, the increase in fraud. We've seen a lot of increase as far as the seller transactions that people are selling property that they don't know. So it really helps with the uh, fraud. You know, raw transaction to me is it's more secure way of closing a transaction with KBA, knowledge-based authentication in our world of Ackermans. The session's recorded. So, you know, if can be provided in any litigation, so additional security there. And the documents are tamper evidence sealed, so they can't be changed. And it's just going to overall streamline that process. They can do a lot more sitting in the office, closing loan after loan, and, and have more time uh, and be increase their, their bottom line. You know, I think that uh, what you mentioned earlier, that uh, uh, the study showed uh, a savings of around $100 per file. That's a huge savings in fixed cost and reducing that overhead as we enter into a slowing. And also, uh, when you and Andrea did the presentation uh, last week, you talked about uh, what the savings are for lenders. And as I recall, that was in the $400 range, and lenders now is costing them over $10,000 to originate a mortgage. That would seem to me to be a real starting point in a conversation with a mortgage lender of, hey, let me show you how I can save you over $400 per transaction. Absolutely. You know, you need to, that, that's where we go back to having that conversation with the lender to see where they are in that journey. And it's a great study to take to them and let them know that this definitely can save them time and money and also sell it on the secondary market quicker as well. Yes, that turn time is really important because it costs on average around 50 bucks a day to keep a loan in a warehouse line. And I think the average is still around two weeks before a loan gets sold. So yeah, if you can turn that loan, that's there. there's another significant savings uh, that can come into play perhaps as much as a thousand dollars. hundred percent. So, you know, you talked about, um, you know, uh, the knowledge-based authentication and KBA has sometimes been a challenge. Uh, I think when Ron really started the early technologies, and I say early technologies, we're talking about what, four years ago? Um, (laughs) So, so way back in the past, but uh, that sometimes had been a challenge. Uh, You know, I don't remember my third dog's middle name. So sometimes I would get, you know, bounced out of something. 
but it seems to have been streamlined as far as the KBA usage. And, and what other improvements in Ron have you seen in the last year to 18 months as to its ease of use? Because I know that's been one of the criticisms of Ron. Yeah, the definitely ease of use is has been a criticism. Um, you know, you mentioned the KBA. You've got to know your credit history. So it's based on your credit report and your, your credit history. So like you said, I may not know what street I lived on way back when or what color my car was. But you, you good news is, you know, they ask you five questions. You have opportunity to get four right. It will lock you out after 24 hours, but you can try again. But it's also going to eliminate and kind of flag any fraud that might come into a transaction. So I think that's definitely something to consider when you're taking a look. And improvement wise, a lot of the platforms got a lot easier. You've got integrations with your title production software. So you can be in your software, go directly into um, whatever their their platform is to work with third parties and send over that request to the provider and, and it all, you're not rekeying information, the data redundancy goes down. So I think as technology gets smarter, these platforms are getting a lot easier to use. Well, and I know that some criticism too early on was that um, uh, in almost all cases, when again, when RON providers started, you had to use their personnel. You had to use their notaries that they had through their system. But that's changed a lot, hasn't it, as far as uh, the ability for a title agent to utilize RON technology, but use their own personnel who are appropriately licensed, correct? Yeah, really good point. There's platforms out there that you can utilize their network and they're available 24 seven. And there's also, they can also utilize their own internal staff. And I think that's a big concern in our industry, Chuck, when you're looking at people saying relevant and they're feeling like that Ron can eliminate them from the transaction. And I don't think that's the case because it still needs human interaction. You're still gonna be able to disperse those files and be in control of that transaction. So. I think having both options and even an overflow option. So let's just say they can expand their workday, right? They can utilize their staff during the day and then default to the platform's online network to be able to do that overflow that somebody can close that loan at 11, 12 o'clock at night, put their kids to bed and sit down with a glass of wine and close their transaction. Well, I think that's an important point because so much of our uh, economy and and everything that people do during COVID, suddenly people are getting their groceries delivered to them by people like Amazon and in my area, Kroger and people like that, um, you know, almost unthinkable three or four years ago that you would really go online and, you know, order everything and, and have your groceries delivered to your front door, uh, at least on a regular basis. Uh, there were a lot of people who were doing it before that, I know. But, but <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, that, you know, and your point too about, you know, fraud, because that was an early argument against of the use of Ron was that did it not open a door for greater fraud and like you, it's to my mind, it's like, no, it's quite the opposite. And maybe if you can talk about that, because especially in states where attorneys do most of the closings, either by custom law, regulation, whatever it may be, quite often it's been members of the bar who seem to have been uh, reticent to utilize Ron. But if you could talk more about that, the fact that that really fraud, to my mind, almost goes away using Ron. That's my feeling as well. 
because they're doing that knowledge-based authentication. They're also going to be recording that session. They're going to lock those documents down after they've been signed and completed so they can't be changed after the fact. And the attorneys, that is the big concern is people think they'll be taken out of that transaction, but they can do exactly, to me, all they're doing is taking that in-person experience and bringing it virtually so that they can sign anywhere, anytime. We're adding that convenience. They're doing everything else in that transaction digitally. They're signing their real estate contract. They're signing their loan commitment, any ancillary documents. They're gonna sign all of that ahead of time. It'll just make it a lot easier and they're just doing that same exact transaction in person virtually. Say yes, and they do all that virtually and then they get to us and suddenly they're being asked to uh, sit with a medieval scribe and put it down on the parchment. <laughs> Look uh, how much we're gonna save on writer's cramp. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, <laughs> a, lot, a lot fewer surgeries in regard to those uh, wrist and lower arm ailments. What should title agents be looking to do internally to get their staff behind Ron? I mean, I know you've done a tremendous amount of work in this and you know, how big a change champion do you think it takes? Several agents we know now report doing hundreds of Ron transactions a year. Some report doing almost that number a month. You know, what are they doing that is different from others who report little or no Ron demand? That's a really good question. Uh, how do you get started? How do you get into this? What can we do internally? If you're just kind of doing it here and there on a one-off transaction, you're not going to be comfortable with that process. By making sure you have maybe one person in your office that completes those, or if you're a larger office, you just have a couple people that become that champion. Because after doing about five transactions, by Ron, we'll call them a champion, becomes a lot more efficient and uh, it'll be very convenient and be able to streamline their daily processes. So I think that's really important. There's several companies out there so that if a company wants to get into Ron, but they don't want to do it, they can outsource it. There's several of them out there. Uh, Andrea's company being one of them out and she, they do work in Florida and Texas that they'll actually help agents do those transactions and they can be the centralized processing center for those agents as well. Well, and I know that one large title agent who operates uh, in multiple states and, and they're affiliated with a large mortgage lending operation. But going back to uh, June, a conversation had with them at NS3 was that their change was they simply put forward that Ron is how we do things. Now, if you want to do a hybrid, if you want to have paper or you want to just do um, you know, a general e-close, but you want someone to show up at your house, yeah, we can do all that too. But to default to that as your standard, what do you think about that as far as uh, you know, driving the uh, transactions uh, towards Ron? That is definitely the best way to get into this feed first, right? You just make it, this is how we're closing. I think today, a lot of people are just using it as a convenience. Somebody's out of the country, they're on vacation, an emergency at the hospital. But if you say just in the beginning of that transaction, this is how we're going to close. This is seller transaction, cash deals. This is how we're going to close. And if you want to opt out, pay high gas prices, sit in traffic and travel to my office, check here. So I think driving it more as, a standard as opposed to just using is it a convenient would help agents implement it into their workflow a lot better. And then 
also just letting people know this is an option because I don't, we don't see anywhere that, hey, you can close this digitally. And I saw that uh, the Alter Registry has now added an icon that you can put on your uh, uh, company uh, to show that you do run transactions. Uh, you think that's going to help? That'll absolutely help because it's going to get visibility to your lenders to let them know that you are ready and you're ready to do a raw transaction, a digital closing. So, you know, in furtherance of that too, I mean, and sort of the next step, what sort of marketing of Ron do you think agents should be doing? And, and to our minds, yours and mine, I think they should be doing now. Yeah. And the big thing is, you know, letting people know this is an option early in the transaction. You can provide videos to them on how the process is going to work, a checklist on how the process is going to work. Let them know it's an option. Um, They need to have conversations with the realtors. Let them know, hey, we want to provide this convenience. And I think the realtors are concerned about being taken out of the transaction as well, but they can participate in the virtual transaction too how they're going to feel about, you know, changing the experience. They want to bring a gift to the closing while well, you bring the, the gift to the walkthrough. Having that conversation with your lender, like we talked about earlier, posting on social media, creating marketing pieces to be able to share with those realtors and lenders. We've got a great company that we work with in our industry, Bodigital. They're very familiar with the title agency. They're a great resource to help agents create content and Uh, drive additional adoption within the company. So really letting people know early in the transaction, get a social media presence, really just message this out, make sure your website has information about digital closing being a process, why it would be important to them and all the benefits. Well, and this is something that all people are interested in. I mean, I know that it's been said that, oh, well, this is really something for you know millennials. But that's not the case, is it? I mean, I, I have heard from several uh, title agents who do run transactions that quite often the borrowers or parties who are engaged in it tend to be seniors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're doing deposits on their phone today. Funny story. I sitting with my mom last night, we needed some groceries. I went on to Instacart, like you mentioned earlier, having the groceries delivered. We had it show up at the door. She was surprised. She goes, this is so amazing. So it really is for any generation. And I think we're, most people are on their devices all the time that it's really just a natural thing to do. Well, uh, and again, I think, you know, coming back to our first point, uh, uh, again, listening to you and Andrea last week, it seems to me that now is really the time we've, we had Ron at the beginning of COVID. We saw it as an alternative to solving the problems of COVID as far as being remote from people. A lot of title agents came up with other ideas to uh, do closings. Some of them were still hybrid transactions. Uh, I used to say it was the uh, sonic drive-in business model. Uh, <laughs> you would um, you know, call that I'm here or text that I'm here and then somebody would come out to you, not on roller skates, but would come out and get your signature or do it through a window or something like that. But, uh, you know, and, and that worked. It, it, you know, it solved an immediate problem. It was stopgap. But it just seems that now is the time with this declining, seriously declining mortgage market that um, everything that a title agent can provide uh, in regard to convenience, in regard to internal cost savings, especially for that mortgage lender, uh, that uh, this seems to be even more the time than the spring of 2020. 100%, we really need to modernize our industry, streamline that process and 
and just take it digitally. I really appreciate uh, your being with us here today and uh, talking about this because, uh, again, uh, you and I talked about it and, and it's not just you and I and Andrea and, and a handful of people. Um, we're seeing more and more title agents uh, who work, as you say, statewide, but not necessarily having offices statewide uh, to uh, handle transactions uh, using Ron. That seems to me the democratization of the industry to be able to use that technology uh, just seems to me to be the winner. And I think it's going to necessarily be something that people really have to look at in our industry going into what may be a very rough first quarter uh, in regard to uh, obtaining transactions uh, to uh, keep your business going. Any thoughts on any of that? I mean, I don't want to seem gloomy, but it seems to me like this is the sort of the way out of the box. It is. It's a great way to differentiate yourself in the market, be able to provide that convenience and let people know that you're forward thinking. We as an industry need to drive this forward and willing to adopt the technology. Yeah, our value proposition. We, we, exactly. we, have, to be, we have to be out there with our value proposition now. Uh, perhaps more than any other time in the last few years for this and other reasons. So uh, uh, with that, uh, again, uh, really appreciate uh, your being with us uh, here today and say I know that uh, you can be reached uh, at uh, Tony Title, if, if I can give your email address here, T-O-N-I, Title, yes. uh, at Gmail to uh, if people have questions or need assistance. So again, thank you so much for being uh, here with us today, Tony. And thanks to everyone for listening to another installment of FNF Unplugged. Have a great day. Thank you, Chuck. If you have questions, comments, or would like us to feature a specific topic, email fnfeducation at fnf.com. Thanks for downloading FNF Unplugged, a presentation of the FNF family of companies. All rights reserved. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent, including Fidelity National Financial or its directors. Please seek legal or financial advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.